0: Oh, there you go, if you can read a screen. My name's Rob Sinclair, I'm from Ballarat, from the uh, from the other fellowship in Victoria that begins with B. Um, apparently having sunshine is important to some people, but we seem to get by alright without it. Um, so I'm going to uh, talk about uh, good news tonight, surprisingly enough. Um, there's been a bit of that this weekend. Like some of you, I guess the, I've been thinking about... Uh, some good news throughout this weekend. Uh, perhaps if this is your first session for the weekend, then uh, uh, the word gospel actually means good news, and uh, we don't get too much of that in uh, in society these days. And, and I guess uh, there's been an awful lot of uh, of bad news happening recently, and uh, and an awful lot that we could be distracted by um, in uh, the way things are uh, uh, the way things are going on uh, on Friday night. Uh, we started off, uh, Pastor Pete from uh, from Central Coast. He uh, he told us that uh, good news isn't just inform- information. Uh, the good news, if uh, if it is if it is just information, then it's powerless. Whereas uh, the good news we've found, when we put it to uh, put it into action in our lives, then uh, then we see the Lord's power at work in our lives, and. Uh, and I guess uh, going through some of the other good news we've heard this weekend, we heard uh, the good news that Sister Martha in Vanuatu was completely healed of blindness when she received the Holy Spirit. That's good news. I don't know how long you can walk around with your eyes shut for, but it gets pretty tough after a while, I imagine, if you're living life blind and our sister, when she received the Holy Spirit, got completely healed. That's good news. The good news is that Brother Paul Lamb from uh, from Hong Kong was completely healed of a two-and-a-half-centimetre tumour in his liver. That's good news. And uh, the good news is that a few weeks back in Cloncurry, there was a bloke named Grant who was riddled with cancer, throat cancer. And uh, now, as of today, he's completely free of that cancer. And there's even better news that goes with Grant's story, because as our as our brother Ian was uh, Pastor Ian was mentioning, he's received the Holy Spirit and he's been baptised. And even if he hadn't won the physical battle with cancer, he's won the battle with life. He's been he's been set free of all of the challenges of this life. He's now baptised and spirit filled. And on top of that, he's got a fantastic healing testimony as well. The good news is that Sister Selena in Vanuatu, was healed of terminal uterine cancer when she was baptised and spirit-filled. And once again, the good news gets even better for her as well in that even though she's got a physical healing, which is fantastic, she's now been healed for eternity of the effects of this life. That's good news. Today we've been reminded about the good news That Jesus' death was pointless if it didn't result in his resurrection. Jesus' resurrection was what changed the story. Jesus started off with a, with a, with, with just being an obscure, uh, an obscure religious preacher in a fairly, fairly sort of obscure part of the world at the time. And uh, and now we know that uh, his gospel has been preached to all of the different corners of the earth. Maybe even one of the signs that's heralding his soon return is that his gospel has been preached all over the place. That's good news. But it came about as a result of his resurrection. It came about as a result of the fact that after his resurrection, he was able to ascend to the Father and send the Holy Spirit out on the day of Pentecost. And, and if you're new here tonight, that might be the first time you've heard that. Or maybe if you're new on uh, and you're just viewing this for the first time on YouTube, the, the Lord's plan is that his son would be raised from the dead as proof of his, uh, of his uh, ability to supply the Holy Spirit to us, which he's done. And for the last 2,000 years, coming up to nearly exactly 2,000 years in a few years' time. He's been pouring out his Holy Spirit to everyone who would ask for it. That's good news. The good news that you don't have to be subject to your sin anymore. By the burial of your old life in the waters of baptism, you can emerge washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. You can read more about that in Romans chapter 6 if you'd like to see some scriptures about that. You can be made clean forever. That doesn't happen very often in this world. This world has a, uh, has a habit of just messing us up, leaving us filthy, leaving us lying on the ground in, in rags and in a mess. That's what this world does to people. You can bury that in the waters of baptism. That's good news. The good news that by repentance you can remain clean not clean in your own righteousness, not clean because you're a good little boy or girl, but you can stand made clean in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's good news. The good news that you're now able to know the meaning of life. This is something which eludes people for entire lives of searching, doing philosophical degrees at university, looking for the meaning of life. I'll give you the meaning of life right now. This is not me. This comes from the Scriptures. Life, the experience of this natural life, is purely the opportunity for you to decide whether you want to spend eternity in glory with your Creator or not. That's the point of this life. That's what it all boils down to. And if you choose to spend eternity in glory with your Creator, then He's made a way for you to do that. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it your way. But if you follow the Creator's way, if you're baptised by full immersion, if you receive His new life through His Holy Spirit, and the evidence that comes out of you will be that river of living water that will come flowing out of your mouth, speaking in tongues, If that's how you start your new life, then you have made your eternity sure. Now you just need to walk on in his ways. But when you know the meaning of life, that's good news because you can share that with other people who are struggling with what the meaning of life is. People who've been crushed by this world. People who've been crushed by by the pressure that they've put on themselves or that others have put on them you can share the meaning of life with them. The good news that you can know the nature of God. The nature of God. You will understand that by reading his scriptures, his nature is that he wants to save as many souls as possible. You're going to hear some crazy things about God in our society. But, the point of these scriptures is that God wants as many as possible to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, any. His will is that all should be saved or that all should come to repentance. And if you're looking for a scripture, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 is where you can start looking at that. But that's the nature of God. This world wants to obscure who God is. This world wants to tell you lots of crazy things about the nature of God. God wants souls to be saved. That's why he made us. That's why he gave us this incredible gift of free will choice that we could choose to follow him. And when we choose to follow him, he reveals himself to us with signs and wonders and miracles in our lives and the lives of those around about us. If you're sitting here tonight and maybe you haven't had much involvement with God before and you're thinking, oh, I haven't seen terribly much of God to this point, well, buckle up. If you commit your life to the Lord, if you seek for his Holy Spirit, you're about to see a whole lot of incredibly exciting things. The the healings that I've just mentioned now are just the start. There's so much more that the Lord's got laid up for us. We've heard a little bit about the good news, that there's a great number of prophecies in the Bible that lead us to be convinced uh, about the fact that the Lord's soon return is, I got tired of 15 minutes, excuse me, I just want to appeal that decision, I got 15, I've got it in writing, all right, Uh, I'm going to keep going. Anyway, uh, the good news that uh, through a great many prophecies, the Lord has made uh, made us aware of the fact that Jesus Christ is come, going to return to this earth. Now, uh, there's been a couple of uh, the points that have been made tonight where we're talking about the brink, and usually when we're talking about on the brink, we're on the brink of a cliff, we're on the brink of catastrophe, we're on the brink of an apocalypse, we're on the brink of the greatest good news that's ever happened to this world. We are on the brink of the Lord Jesus Christ's return. That's what we're on the brink of. Now, unfortunately... For the world, that's going to mean that there's a fairly horrific event that's probably going to take place to start off with. But we've got the answer right now. That's good news. And perhaps I, I'm talking now to those who've, uh, who are already baptized, spirit-filled, walking on, uh, a secure member in our fellowship, but if you go away from this weekend and you're not overflowing with good news, then you're wasting your time. There's so much that we could be overflowing with that when you're in the, in the tea room on Tuesday morning or whatever it is and someone says, what did you do with your weekend? If the best thing you can come up with is that you went to a, a, a barbecue on Monday afternoon or something, you've, you've missed the point of this weekend. There's been so much good stuff and we're on the brink of the even better stuff when Jesus Christ returns. And that's good news that you can share with everyone you have contact with. The good news that Jesus Christ is returning and the, and the news that they can, be, they can be right with him before he returns. The good news that what your natural mind tells you is almost always opposite to what God wants to tell you. For many of us, that's really good news. For many of us, if we've been infected by the ways and the thoughts of this world, it's so nice to know that the ways and the thoughts of the Lord are so much higher. As the heavens are higher than the earth, the, Lord, the Lord's ways and the Lord's thoughts are higher than us. That's a relief. That's good news. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 and 7 will tell you a bit more about that if you're looking for some scriptures. I guess one of the things I want to quickly talk about in, uh, in my remaining couple of minutes is that you've been made good. If you've been baptized and spirit-filled, you've been made good by the righteousness of Jesus. Not your own, thankfully. Not your own, but by Jesus Christ, you've been made good. What's more, you've been made new. And you know what that makes you? That makes you, as a group, the good news. Right? You guys are the good news. You are the gospel. You are the embodiment of the gospel. You've been made good and you've been made new and, uh, and you're ready now to go out and share that good news with others. This might lead to a trapdoor opening, but I'm going to say very quickly. If you're in a, if you went to a meeting last Sunday and there was a hundred people there, then whatever your role was at that meeting, somebody else could be doing that. Right? There are probably 20-odd fellowships throughout Australia that could use people who are really strong and really care about souls being saved. If you really care about souls being saved, whether it's for a short time or whether perhaps you're thinking about changing your life for as far as a tree change or a sea change or one of those things, if you care about souls, go and support a small fellowship. Now I might be biased in saying that because uh, we've had that we've had that exact opportunity, and you know what? It's been the most fantastic opportunity, opportunity of our lives. We've grown spiritually, and I really want to encourage anyone. And, and I'm not taking any shots at big fellowships. There's an awful lot to go, lot lot to be said for a big fellowship. It takes a big team to put on something like this weekend. Big fellowships are fantastic, no doubt about it. I grew up in a big fellowship. But if you're somewhere where there's over a hundred people, there's someone else who can do your job. Right? And there's another job that you could be doing for the Lord. I keep getting things flashing at me, so I think that means I've got to get off, otherwise the trapdoor's really going to go. But, um, I guess maybe there's one final, one final scripture. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. We're talking about the brink. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall meet with fer- melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth, dwelleth righteousness. What manner of persons ought you to be? You are the good news. Let's live it. If you, if you believe what you say you believe... Go out and live as the good news and bring people to glory. And all the people said...